And if you've never seen a drunk preacher, welcome to church. I've never been drunk on alcohol, but oh my goodness, the Holy Spirit is so good. You know, we've got angels in this place. As we were singing just before, I don't know if you heard the sudden shift that took place, because some angels suddenly came in on top of us. I just like, ooh, I love that when that, when that happens. And um, just get ready for a fire angel to come around and, and, and nuke you. It's, it's like, uh, it's, I, I love church. Oh, I'll just try church this side. I love church. Yeah, because the thing about God is he's so unpredictable. I'll try church this side. He's so unpredictable. We've been going through all this COVID stuff and everything else, and you've been locked up and we've been shut down. And, and, uh, but there's been some people, some of us, the people of faith and the people of hope and the people of joy have been crying out, God, bring my soul out of prison so I can praise the Lord. You know, come on. We, we, our soul is our mind, our, the, the way we think. And unconsciously, it's like the cords of death have come around people. But it's time to rise up and steer the enemy down and say, bring my soul out of prison, God, because I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to bring victory. I'm going to be a person of hope, and I'm going to be a person that the devil cannot contain. I'm a couple shurianda. I mean, you can be whatever you like, but I'm going to be a person of great hope. I'm going to be a person of great faith. I'm going to be a person of great joy. Why? Because Jesus paid a price I couldn't pay. Jesus did something that I couldn't do, but He gave me a a hope and a future that the world cannot even understand. There are so many people, they go, well, the world won't understand. I laugh at them, say, go look at the mirror. Do you mean you understand yourself? Doom. It's like, we, we have all these things whereby we go, oh, you know, we've got to understand God. When the Bible says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways and you don't get it. So why waste precious moments of God's eternity Trying to figure out what he said was unfathomable. That's a big word. I can't even spell it. <laughs> For those of you who want to stay very serious t- this morning, you're in the right place because God's going to get you. <laughs> I, I take my joy very seriously. You know, we have lots of names for God, but I'm going to speak about one of the names this morning. He's the God of promise. I'll try church in the center this time. He's the God of promise. Now, the Apostle Peter, he he wrote there just to prove I'm a good preacher, I'll use one verse. And so, 2 Peter chapter 1, he says, I'm going to write to those who have received a faith as precious as ours. Imagine it. This is the apostle. This is the one who was on the Mount of Transfiguration. This is the one who Jesus said good things about. He also told him he was a bit naughty. I love Peter. He's so impetuous. He's so like human. I mean, I can't understand I get sometimes with pastors, I lead pastors groups, we're asked to speak at pastors groups, and we're talking about the rugby, because I'm talking about in New Zealand, you know, we talk about the rugby, and it's it's like 
the love language when bones crack. And so <laughs> we're there. And we're talking away. And the next minute, let's pray. Oh, loving Heavenly Father. And I was like, what spectre just arrived? I mean, we're supposed to be humans. And we're supposed to have a relationship. We're supposed to talk to Him the way we talk to one another because we are the body of Christ and we're not separated from Jesus. Christians are not part of a horror movie. We're, we're here in a body floating around in space. We're real because the promise is He will be in us and with us. And we've got to live in that revelation. So God is a God of promise. And you and I can walk in the revelation of the same faith as what the apostles had, the same faith as what caused the early church to explode in a world. And he's talking about all sorts of things there. And then he goes on to say, and we have been given great and precious promises. It's quite exciting, really. It's like, it's, it's enough to sort of get me ready for lunch. It's, 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 but when we get a, re ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. get a revelation of this, and there's so much in this simple passage in Peter that will help us be who God sees us to be. I, I, I'll just say it again. Who God sees us to be, because he sees us to be in all things more than conqueror. In all things. But you don't know what I'm going through. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. We don't come to church to swap pity parties. We come to church to exalt the one who triumphed mightily, who caused incredible things to happen. And what he says is, greater works than these shall you do, because I'm going to the Father. I mean, we can rejoice in the Gospels. I love it. But I rejoice in the promise that greater works are there as a promise from God because Jesus went to the Father and so the Holy Spirit could come. I do not like having occasional visits from the Holy Spirit. How rude is that? When he said, we can make the invitation for him to dwell with us. It was touched on just before. Why do we say Holy Spirit? Because in the beginning, God, why do we say welcome Holy Spirit? Because God in the beginning gave humans dominion on earth. And God doesn't go against his own word. And that's why we say, not as some religious mantra, when we say, come Holy Spirit, we're saying, come on Holy Spirit, the door is open, just go through like a side through the mowing field, go through and just do whatever you want to do, because we're not going to put a limit on you, we're going to say, it's all yours, let's, ooh. Yeah, no wedgies. So, so, so you can go ahead and get drunk too. You know? <laughs> Don't worry about me. Just receive the Holy Spirit. Someone said to me once, why don't you just get on with the sermon? This is the sermon, stupid. <laughs> I didn't come with words, I came with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Up, up, up. That's good. Just, just, just hook me up. 
You overestimate the strength. <laughs> <laughs> We're not dunking, Jack. Come on! <laughs> Should have been working out. <laughs> and cheers are no fun. <laughs> Isn't God good? I mean, I mean, someone asked me in Germany, you know, I met them, they said, what do you do? I said, I'm an itinerant comedian. <laughs> they were like, oh, that must be so interesting. I says, it is. And then they came to the conference and I was the first speaker. I mean, you were a speaker. I said, yeah, did you laugh? Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> yeah. So here's Peter writing to people who were facing martyrdom, facing torture, facing privation, facing slavery. He doesn't mention, he doesn't mention the, the circumstances. He doesn't talk about the economy. He doesn't talk about the political system. He doesn't talk about any of the stuff which so easily Christians get sidetracked into. He starts talking about the preciousness of the promises of God. He starts to talk about the preciousness of who God is. He starts to talk about the preciousness of who we are because we have been bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. And do you see yourself as precious? That one. For our 20th wedding anniversary, my wife gave me that ring. Seven little diamonds, papa bear, mama bear, and five little bears. Five daughters. Just imagine I lose that ring. I know what I'd do. Yes, I can now go and buy a better one. I don't know why she bought me a ring with such small diamonds. I deserve much better than that. <laughs> I would do it. No, I wouldn't. I would look for that ring everywhere. Why? Because it's not the ring. It's who gave me the ring. That ring is precious because of who gave it. Gave me the ring. The promises are precious because of who gave us the, pr the promise. Because God has given us these great and... Prayer... Precious, that's the word. So, all through Scripture, there's stories of people who saw the preciousness of the promise and even more, the preciousness of the one who gave the promise. How do you get a revelation of the preciousness of the one? Because you live your life with that person. You give your life to that person. You, you, yeah. When I was young, last millennium, I saw a young girl, she was 13, I was 17. Her father did not like me. And so time went on, I was smart, I made friends with her brothers. And so I was there. And then one day, the father just pushed me out the front door and said, I don't want to see you in this house. I'm smart, my lift has gone to the top floor. I walked around the house and knocked on the back door. <laughs> and in the back was her mother and she liked me. <laughs> and she said, come in, Seth, you're welcome. <laughs> 43 
we celebrated 43 years of marriage. We didn't get married when I was 17. It's okay. It's like, but there's a few promises of God I want to quickly share because then we're going to get into some, ooh, some very serious business. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 44. I will pour water on him who is thirsty. And I will pour floods on the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit on your descendants. This is not about you just getting a little touch from heaven. There are generations that can walk in the glory of God because of what? He will pour water on you today. He will pour His goodness on you. His river can overflow your banks. Stop putting up your stop banks. Let the Holy Spirit blow a big hole in your stop banks and let there be a flood. <laughs> oh, in our city in Lower Hutton, we have a river comes through. And it's an awesome river. It can go up and down. We've got ranges just behind us, big mountains. And, and uh, it'll come up six, seven meters. Just, it's awesome. When it comes up, my wife and I, we, 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 we go down. We go and stand on the stop banks. What do you call them here to stop floods? Levy? Where the river's like, you stand on it. And it's like the power of the rivers. And it's just, you can feel it. It's awesome. But we have a railway bridge that goes along. When the river comes up six meters, the water's now hitting the railway bridge. I walk out onto that railway bridge and I stand on it and the bridge is going, Jesus, and people say, Seth, you are crazy. Absolutely, unashamedly. But it's telling me when he made a promise, I will pour water on grounds and I'm going to send a flood. You can have a trickle if you like. I'll have your share. I'll have a double flood. And so, yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, that's a good knee. <laughs> yeah. okay. Up, 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 up. No, I'm Seth. <laughs> you keep asking me, am I okay? I'm Seth. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so much fun getting older. I'm now 70 years of age. And I can blame my age on all sorts of stuff. Someone asked me in New Zealand, they said, don't you wish you were younger? No way. Why would I want to repeat those mistakes? I've got fresh adventures. <laughs> I've got fresh adventures to have. It's like, ah. What about this? John chapter 7, you know this, but we've got to live in the revelation of the promises. You know, I was preaching in a city in New Zealand, and <laughs> so this is like the armor of God on the right hand and the left, and it's so good, I really feel the love, you know. <laughs> but there was this man just saved out of a gang, he a big man, bigger than you guys, and oh, he, he, he couldn't figure out, and the next minute, he... <laughs> I was telling the story the other day. The fire of God suddenly came and he took off. I was holding the microphone and all the congregation could hear was beep, 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 not beeps. He was swearing, flat stick. <laughs> and he sprints all the way around the auditorium, comes and sits and stands there. I'm okay. 
I'm okay. And the next minute, I'm just carry on preaching. And then, what the? <laughs> it wasn't tongues. <laughs> and he comes back and says, I'm good, I'm good. And then he goes, and, and, and the, glo- glo- the, the glory had come down even more. And the next minute, he, just, he again just had a few... Um, colorful languages and, and, and takes off and goes and sits down the back. I'm not going to beep, 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 come near you. <laughs> but his life was forever changed because he, he could lift 200 kgs. Just, just, that was just his warm-ups and, and, and weightlifting. And he goes, that's supernatural. How is God going to express himself to you? Because he's a supernatural God. So he's not going to try and express himself like a clown in a circus. He's going to come and express himself through his divinity, through his majesty, and through his supernatural grace. Because that's who he is. And so John chapter 7, he says there, If anyone is thirsty, come and let them drink. What does it mean to drink? We sometimes use that in revival. Drink, it means we yield to the Spirit and we, and we receive from the Spirit what our soul doesn't necessarily understand. I'm not saying we, we check in our brains as just don't need that. I've got a good brain. I've got a really good brain. Otherwise, they paid me a lot of money in my secular career on false pretenses. And so... But that actually gives me the freedom... Of, I don't have to try and work this out in my brain. Why? Because we are spiritual beings who happen to live for a few short years in this body of clay, which is going to pass away. But I'm going to live forever. Ha! Because I'm going to outlive this human frame. And so are you. And I'm getting ready for in heaven because heaven is a mess. It's noisy, people keep falling over, and we worry about one person getting a bit of laughter in church. It's a bit silent here. <laughs> I understand sign language. That, that usually means, would you pray for me? <laughs> And they're all looking to see, uh, am I going to do it? I wouldn't be mean to you, would I? (laughs) She's wise. (laughs) You're doing right? Oh, cool. So, you see, I can't pick on ladies, but I can pick on you. (laughs) Because I've got this fire in my hand, and it's like... Now, we're not at the soccer match. No headbutting. Goodness gracious. Did you join the gymnastics society or something? So, so, so. We have these amazing. Promises. <laughs> but we try to filter them through our limitations. What if we started to look at them through God's capacity? Whoa. 
You're doing a good job, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't laugh at me, sir. Because <laughs> the Holy Spirit might just come and get you. <laughs> wow, this is normal church. I love normal church. I don't understand why, you know, people think church is supposed to be quiet when heaven is really noisy. So anyway, there is, yeah, and, and, and so he's talking about we can have the rivers of living water, and that's why I love going to the river. It reminds me of, oh, the promise that there's going to be rivers of I haven't got time today to preach about the river, but oh, if you're getting bored this morning, just go ahead and read the Bible. It's all good for you anyway. And so in Acts chapter 2, is a promise that you and I can walk in. And it says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters are going to move in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Because we are the people of generations. We are the people who, oh, yeah, that as well. And so... <laughs> So, as Jesus went to the cross, he promised that the Holy Spirit was going to be released on earth. He also promised that we could receive his joy. He also promised that our joy should fill the atmosphere of our lives, just like perfume fills a house. And so, I'm just going to say, are you smelling good today? You know, just even in the natural, you're going to be fit by the weekend is over. In the natural, when someone is in a grumpy mood, how many have noticed it just puts a stink in the atmosphere? Eh? So the reverse is true. When we're filled with joy, just imagine the, the, the fragrance that's in the atmosphere. You know, I had uh, five daughters, five daughters who became teenagers. They were all of them teenagers, and they're all experimenting with perfumes. It was awesome. <laughs> yes, dear, that's lovely. <laughs> the room got filled sometimes. But I want to talk about something else for a moment. There's another promise in Acts chapter 14. He wants to do something to your heart. Why does he want to do it to your heart? Because he wants to fill your heart with joy. Why would he say he wants to fill your heart with joy? Because your heart is the center of your belief system. And he wants to fill your belief system with joy so that no matter what comes, it's like, really, yes, I can be an overcomer. Yes, I can see the victory. Yes, I can be an overcomer. Yes, the devil's going to lose. Because I've got joy in a victory. I've got joy in a triumph. I've got joy and great things. We've got, whoa, Shakipa Pandaya. We are people of joy. I'll just try church this side. We are people of joy. Sometimes we've just got to encourage people to let their face know it as well. But, but, but the reality is that's who God sees us as. And he wants us to have our belief system so filled with joy that when we come to lay hands on someone, we have an expectation that something's going to happen. That's right, isn't it, Pastor? Yeah. 
He's getting ready for something. You, you saw a twinkle in my eye, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> You're going red, brother. <laughs> And people say to me, why, 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 why do you do this? Because it's fun. <laughs> and people will say to me, what's the point of this? I don't do point. I'm blunt. It's just. <laughs> Can you hear the anticipation <laughs> for more? <laughs> So he wants to fill our belief system that he is alive. He wants to fill our belief system that he's with us. He wants to fill our belief system that with God, all things are possible. We are to be the people who live in the promise of God. And I challenge you, are you living in the revelation of the promise of joy? Because joy is the fuel of praise and praise is the breakthrough agent in scripture and faith is the weapon of victory and so and that's why I've got to be honest with you I'm in this amazing building this morning and I'm filling this building with me I'm not letting the building control me I'm filling the building with the joy of the Lord, I'm filling the building. Oh, So wherever I go, I'm the dominant spiritual influence. Why? Because God is with me. He made a promise. I will never leave you or forsake you. So wherever I go, I'm the dominant influence in that place. Oh, Living in the revelation of the promise of joy, of the promise of His faithfulness, of the promise that He is from ever everlasting to everlasting and no good thing will he withhold from me as I walk uprightly before him what does it mean upright because I often have a problem <laughs> I just want to this one is heavy boys <laughs> Do I need help? <laughs> oh no. No, no, leave my leg alone. God's just doing something. Oh. Ankles are not supposed to do that. <laughs> it's just a sign and a wonder. <laughs> uh, just push me forward a little bit, please, angels. Thank you. So good. I'm, I'm going to think about closing in just a moment. That doesn't mean I'm closing. I just said I'm going to think about closing in just a moment. But, 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 what would happen in your world if you lived out of the revelation of a heart filled with joy?
I'll tell you what will happen. Scotland can be saved. Scotland can be saved. Yesterday they took me to Cumbus Lung and we stood where Whitfield had preached and 20,000 people, 30,000 people and possibly more. I didn't see that historically. I saw that because then we drove past a stadium and I was going, God, come on, God. Come on, God. And we can look at our humanity and go, there's only a few of us. Ah, if you, that's all you're doing, wake up, let the lift go to the top floor because there are more for us than there are against us. That's Old Testament. How much more have we got as being the children of the Holy Spirit? Ah! And so, as I get a bit closer to thinking about it, I just said I'm getting closer to thinking about closing. Because I get hungry. <laughs> I want to remind you of some promises. People are looking at the world and saying, oh, look at all the trouble. This world is not doomed. Clunk in the atmosphere. This world is not doomed. Jesus is coming back and he's going to restore all things. There are promises that our brain may not be able to get there, things that he said that may fuse our human intellect, but we don't have face a future based on our humanity. We, base it, we face a future based on his eternal word and we base it on faith. How do we receive everything from God? We receive it through faith. And that's then called righteousness. And the righteous are as bold as a lion. And the wicked flee when no one pursues. Can you imagine a righteous army of God rising up in Scotland? Oh, I love the story of William Wallace. And of course, the movie was made, I can't say it in the accent, so, but, uh, you know, freedom! Oh, that's interesting. When we have a promise of the freedom of the Spirit with no limits and nothing the enemy can do can shut us down. We have a promise that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's a promise. That's a promise. That's a covenant even. And we don't need to live with our soul locked up because of all sorts of human thinking and human responses. We can live in the freedom of the Spirit and and say there is a future that we can't yet see but I've seen it in the spirit and so even today there have been many who when life got difficult just like the children of Israel when life got difficult in the wilderness a whole bunch decided oh we'll just go back to Egypt what's the world got that's going to attract you. Someone asked me recently, why did I never think of backsliding? I said, because I never saw anything that was attractive. When I was in the factory, 
people would <laughs> indulge in a liquid sandwich on a Friday night. And the next morning they've got to come into the workshop because we were working on a Saturday morning and they decide they need fellowship with a porcelain bowl. You say, that's a bit rough in church. No, no, it was, it's a reality I'm talking about. You mean that's attractive? Dumb. But living with the joy of the Lord, living with a hope that the world can't quench, living with God Himself on the inside. And so people go, oh, you know, I'm not a Christian, but will you pray for me? No, no, you're not holy enough. No, never once did I do that. It was like, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, here we go. Now I'm going to decide to close. <laughs> so who are we? We're the people of promise. What is our destiny? This is so good I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Our destiny is not to be enslaved by fear. Our destiny is not to be entrapped by our human thinking. Our destiny is to be the people of promise, Abraham's seed the people of faith. Our destiny is to be those who look for and delight in the promise of the coming again of Jesus. Our destiny is to live in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. In just a few minutes, you're going to line up all around this magnificent building and I'm going to try with the help of my armor of God on the right hand and on the left to walk around and God's going to touch you. Why? Because I'm expecting it. And He made a promise. We've all been given the Spirit to receive. We've all been given the Spirit to help us. You see, Jesus said we would not be left as orphans when he went away because the Holy Spirit would come. The Holy Spirit with us is proof that we are the children of God. And because we are the children of God, we can live in the inheritance of the children of God. I didn't have to wait till my mum and dad died before I got the inheritance. I lived in their inheritance. I lived in their favour. When I needed help, Mum, I haven't had your favourite biscuits for a long time. Mum, I'm coming to visit you next week. Make sure the cake tin is full. I didn't worry that they were pensioners. Because you see, you don't look at humanity, you look at relationship. We can draw on our relationship as children of God. We have access. That's why we can come boldly to the throne. Because we have that right. We have the right. And so, it was not slaves who entered the promised land. It was people who had overcome and allowed the Holy Spirit to change them. The Holy Spirit, the fire by night, the cloud by day. But it was the Holy Spirit, and He was changing a whole nation. If He can do it in a wilderness, how much more can He do it in this beautiful land? 
but let's take responsibility for hosting the presence of God. Wherever you go, host the presence of God. When you're filling up your car with petrol, host the presence of God. Oh, sorry, you've got electric cars. When you're you're filling up your electric car with electricity, which is coming from coal-burning power stations, it's just... I'm an engineer in my background, so you just, I'm being practical here. You know, all these philosophies that are around is like, come on. <laughs> then they go, emission-free transport. Where did they get the electricity from? <laughs> just clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> by drinking of the river of God, by receiving from the Holy Spirit, whether we understand it or not, We are changed into people who always triumph. This is the promise of Scripture. And all I know is this. The more you drink of the Spirit, the more you will receive from the Spirit. Please stand. I've enjoyed having this short time this morning with you, but we've got a, we haven't finished yet. Ah, do you mind just kicking that foot? Yeah, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you for this great family of believers. Lord, it's always a privilege to minister to your people. It's always a privilege to to encourage. It's always a privilege to be people together. Who can appropriate, that's a word I can't even spell too. Lord, you know what I mean. Can bring it something into, from the future into the now. Holy Spirit, I'm asking right now that there would be, by you and by the faith which you bring, there would be a new capacity to open themselves up to the eternal supernatural living in the reality of what God has promised like never before, that they will be the people of promise, not the people of process. They will be the people of promise and not the people of problem. They will be the people of promise and who learn to live in what is ahead because you see the end from the beginning. And so we need to see things like you see, that we see from the end towards where we are now, not from where we are now towards the future. And so let that spirit of wisdom and revelation come upon each one today so that they will know you better. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation be upon you, upon them, so that you would reveal yourself through them to their world in a whole new way. And I thank you, Lord, that even as I lay hands on people, one little seed of eternity been coming, another little drink of the Holy Spirit, another little encounter with your power, another little uh, injection of a virus for which the world has no antidote. And so, (laughs) in Jesus' name, amen.